Broadcasting live from the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio, this is Raider Nation Radio 920. Unnecessary Roughness. Unnecessary Roughness. I think this, that somewhere within the first five to ten plays of the game, the other team's quarterback must go down. And he must go down hard. It's Unnecessary Roughness here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Here's your boy, Q. And here we are kicking off hour number three of the show. Just like that, we're already into the third hour here on Unnecessary Roughness, Raider Nation Radio 920. My man, Demond Cotton's in the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio. I'm in the home studio. And right now joining us on the phone lines is our homegirl, Cassie Soto. We definitely appreciate her from the Las Vegas Review Journal. And she's enjoying an off day today as the Raiders did not practice today. She's been out there at the Intermountain Healthcare Performance Center, Raiders HQ, each and every day to soak in training camp. And Cassie, before we really get started, we got to get to the bottom of some important, some important information. Before we get to Raiders, some real important stuff. One, are you a part of the Beehive? Uh, no, I'm not. I appreciate the music, but I'm not a part of the Hive. So do you did not go and get the Renaissance album, the Renaissance Project, when it dropped last night? No. Oh. Didn't if I'm being honest, didn't even know it dropped. <laughs> well, you're being didn't honest. Didn't even know that was a thing. <laughs> well, I'll tell you, I realized today I became a member of the Hive. I uh, I was sitting at the house working last night, and someone put out on Twitter that oh, Beyonce's uh, project is out, and I guess it had leaked a couple days ago, and okay. so, and she was all thankful that people still bought it even though it was leaked, and I was like oh, Beyonce's out, and so I went and downloaded it, and I don't know why. I don't know why. Maybe, like I said before, because Riri's out having babies and Keisha Cole's ratchet and she hasn't put any good music out lately. I don't know. I don't know what the case is, but all of a sudden I became a member of the Hive, and so I started playing it this morning, and then I was walking around the radio station singing, You Can't Break My Soul. <laughs> so, yeah. Okay, that one, I know that song because it's like all over TikTok. It's like a TikTok song. Oh, I didn't know that. So you, you got me on. Demond, did you know that was a TikTok, TikTok song? TikTok song? Yes, I didn't know that. I didn't have any yeah. idea. I had no yeah. idea. So well, I know that song, but yeah, as far as other Bay stuff, no, I don't. I can't. Can I bring any knowledge on that front? I'm sorry. Okay, no, no worries. I'll, I'll, I won't hold it against you. I'll, I'll hold it down for the hive for for us, right? I'll, I'll make sure okay. that I'll, we're represented. Next time I see you at Raiders HQ, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll put you up on game about some songs that are out there that are good ones. So okay, that'll, perfect. That'll be between me and you. Now the real heavy hitting information. Uh, I saw that you got all of our lotto tickets. How many <laughs> How many lotto tickets did you, in fact, buy for all of us in the Raiders uh, media session? So I actually, we just pulled up to the final destination to pick up uh, more tickets, but I believe it will be 15 tickets total in my hand because they can put 10, 10, 10 numbers, so technically 10 tickets on one. So I believe I have $300 uh, worth of I will have three hundred dollars worth of tickets here shortly. Wow, three hundred dollars! I don't remember. I mean, was that all of us just in the media? Yes, yes, it was. Wow, I felt bad. It was so funny how it all shook out. And I think everyone was kind of like I was, where at first when you guys were talking about it, I was like, oh, I'm good. I don't need to. I don't need to go ahead and throw twenty dollars away. And then I was thinking, but if I don't and they win, <laughs> then I'm gonna feel like a dummy. So I just, I mean, I almost. I mean, I, I almost disrespectfully threw you twenty dollars. Like, here, Cassie, take my you money. Did. Well, here, dang, gosh, here, just shut up about it. You, you, it was a little aggressive. I'm not gonna lie. But it you know was. What? When, 
when we hit this, I think it's up to $1.28 billion. I'll just throw you your check that way, too. How about that? <laughs> Look, man, if it's that much money, you can throw any amount at me all you want. I don't care. <laughs> throw it at me all you want. That's that's incredible. <laughs> so, the, real question, the real question is, what is $1.28 billion after taxes divided by 15? That's the real question. I mean, at this point, does it matter? No. No. I know what I make at the radio station. And it ain't nothing close to what that's that's gonna be divided by fifteen. I know whatever that is divided by fifteen, I'm gonna make a whole lot more than I make at the radio station, so I'll be good, right? All right. All I right. don't I don't even care. So there you go. Well, you're the possessor of the ticket, so I hope that you're good luck, and I hope that we uh, all come up and and do it big time. Now let me ask you this: If we were to hit it big time, are you just done, or are you gonna are you like no? I'm gonna keep on working because my career matters to me. I don't know if it's bad luck or not, but I, I already have my I quit email drafted. <laughs> <laughs> wow. You are done, though. Like, immediately, a wrap. <laughs> and and on, on top of it all, uh, what was it? Yesterday. Yesterday, when we were at practice, I usually, you know how I leave and I go shoot my stand-ups and stuff for Vegas Nation and all that? Yeah. Just for fun, I had Heidi record me saying... For the very last time, I'm Cassie Soto. I'm going to go count my money now. That is too funny. Now, yeah, you know you definitely jinxed us. We're not winning anything. So, you do realize that. I'm feeling good. I, so we had a, the, the second batch of tickets that I picked up, so I spread it. We're getting tickets from all of uh, Southern California here, Central California. The, the Tehachapi stop. Okay. I'm feeling real lucky about. There's some oh. numbers on there that I like from that Love's gas station. Anyone who's driven... From California to Las Vegas knows that Tehachapi loves, and and I just felt good about those tickets. Hey, man, we're going to get some love from loves. That's cool. I'll, I'll take that. I'll take it any yeah. day of the week and twice on Sunday. We need all the luck we can get. So there you go. Cassie's got our tickets. We have an opportunity to win, and she's already written up her uh, email that's saying she's quitting. <laughs> she is done deal, man. And now this is the one thing, Cassie. If all of a sudden you disappear and, you know, and we never see from you again, but we're all still working – we will send a search party after you, and we will. It's like that. It's like what's the guy, the Liam Nielsen guy or whatever. I will find no, you. Taken. Yeah, taken. taken. I don't know who you are or where you're from, but I will find you. Yeah, yes. I have a certain set of skills. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. That's right. We have skills. We will find you, Cassie. So okay, Marco from Tripoya, I got you. There it is. There it is. Simple as that. Again, we're talking with Cassie Soto from the Las Vegas Review Journal here on Unnecessary Roughness Radio Nation Radio nine twenty now. Really, I mean, let's talk about the Raiders real quick. You, uh, you've been out training camp. Uh, we just finished about a week of, of watching the team, seeing what they're doing, a couple days in pads. Uh, what has been just your biggest takeaway from what you've been able to see so far? That Josh McDaniels is not afraid to tell his players to move out of the way. Good point. Good point. <laughs> Good point. He set them straight, I guess, to set his players straight. He, uh, he, he's a no-hold-back kind of guy. And... Um, so I don't know if you referenced it at all on the show. I think you had it also on your Twitter queue. But yep. um, we were out there yesterday, and Josh McDaniels, they were running some drills. And uh, defensive end Malcolm Coons got a little too close to uh, Derek Carr, and Josh McDaniels let him have it. And, uh, you know, I've been getting, like, I, going through the comments, like, I've just been getting, cause trying to get the feel of, you know, kind of how fans react to it. You know, we're around staff like that, and, you know, all the time people yell, like, that's just, how some right. people get the job done. Um, but it's been interesting to see the comments that people are saying, like, this isn't how it should be done. This isn't how, 
you know, this this is a bad coaching style, and I can't. I'll be, I was I was still in high school. I won't age, uh, you know, but I was still in high school the last time Josh McDaniels was a head coach. So I don't necessarily know what his coaching style was like in Denver. So I was kind of curious as to that. Like, do you remember? Because obviously Denver did not go as planned for Josh McDaniels. Right. Do you remember or like he remember hearing anything of that sort of the style that he had? Because I mean, Belichick isn't one to to say many words, right? So right, right. But I'll tell you, Belichick will will give you a, an earful in practice. Like I, I, right. I know plenty of people that have covered him that are, you know, hey, this guy is gonna tell him how it is. And look, I mean, what what we heard from Josh McDaniels when he was getting on Malcolm Coons—that's football coach one hundred and one. I don't care yeah. if you're in the high school level, the college level, and I know some people don't want to hear that, but that's what it is. I mean, it's just yeah. football coaches. These guys are uh, all professionals. They're doing what they do. They're on a very high level. So, yeah, I mean, and I'm okay with that. I was always yeah. one of those. I know everyone's different than, than you know each other, but I was always one of those that if you yell at me and you scream at me or whatever like that, you're coaching me hard and you think that I have some something. You think I have some kind of yeah. ability. And if you sure. don't, if you're not talking to me, then you think that I suck and I don't have, <laughs> I don't provide anything. So. I'm okay with it, but I, I understand it's a different day and time, and people, you know, aren't that way. Well, that too, and then and then how about this? So, like, to take it next level, like, so now they're in the NFL, right? They're all getting paid, you know, X amount of dollars. I forget which player came out, not recently, but you know, in the last couple months or or so, where he was, he I forget who it was, but he came out and said, like, I'm not going to let a coach talk to me like that because. Like, he's not my dad, or, you know, like in college, right? They're, you know, the father three. They have to listen to coach. They're colleagues. Like, that is your colleague talking to you. Right. You get that mentality. Like, is that a way to swing it, kind of? So, I don't know. I don't know. You tell me, because obviously Koontz is a young player, right? Right. Uh, so, so, I could see that, that coaching up. But you see, like, that point of it also too or not really I mean I could see it to a certain extent but again on that particular drill that was one that he just wasn't supposed to be there at all and so it's like wait a minute you're wasting our time out here because you're you're messing up the drill that we're trying to do by you know getting in the way here so I I can I could see it from his point of view like it it was nothing to me like I thought okay it's just just a football coach, you know, just whatever. A good but, sound bite. Just a good soundbite for us to put on Twitter. <laughs> right, exactly. And, I, and it's funny. I, I mean, I put it out there, and I didn't even, you know, really even think too big of it until, it, like, it blew up, and I started seeing it, like, in the New York Post and saw yours. Yeah. And yeah. then all of a sudden yeah. we start then we start seeing all these, uh, you know, different people arguing back and forth about, you know, stolen videos and all this other stuff. And I was like, oh, what, man. what rabbit integrity I matters? I, I was like, what? As soon as I clocked out yesterday, the notifications were off. I'm not going to lie. I don't know what's going on. Now. Oh, man. <laughs> the rabbit the rabbit hole that uh, I saw that thing going down was incredible, Cassie. I just oh. don't, just stay stay with the notifications off. That's a good idea. Let's put it all like right, that. I'm on vacation now. I'm on vacation. I'm, gonna, I'm about to go camping here in 20 minutes. That's where my head's at. Nice, nice. I'm not mad at that at all. We're talking with Cassie Soto from the Las Vegas Review-Journal who has had Happy to join us, even though she's on vacation and has like $300 billion worth of uh, lottery tickets in her pocket. And she's going to make us a whole lot of money. Uh, obviously, the offensive line is something that, that everyone's paying attention to, wants to see you know, what, they, what they can do. And we'll see a lot more on Thursday when they actually have a game. But uh, what have you thought so far just of the attitudes of the offensive linemen that we've been able to talk to and just what you've seen during even the filming session so far uh, in training camp? Yeah, so um, dating back to that softball game, that charity softball game yeah. the other day, Q, I know you were there, yep. and uh, we kind of got a one-on-one with Alex Leatherwood there. He was in the um, in the dugout. We were just hanging out with him, and, uh, you know, we got to ask him stuff, and I asked him a question like, 
how much more relaxed is he now coming into this camp as opposed to, to rookie year? And his answer, like, was very honest. I feel he said, yeah, like, last year was hard. And this year coming into this, I, I know kind of what I'm getting myself into. Right, he said. And so I feel like the switching of positions and, and everything that he went through, you know, uh, I feel is setting him up maybe for, I mean, hopefully, right, for success in his eyes here. I feel like he just has a different confidence in him. And when he would go up on the podium, you know, as a rookie, you could tell he was a little bit more reserved. He had very short answers with us. But maybe it was just the setting because he was about to play a softball game where he seemed a little bit more loose. But I feel like that comes with experience. That comes with understanding, okay, I've made mistakes, but I'm ready to grow from that now. And I feel like he's coming into this camp with a different confidence that he knows he has a job to do, and he's got to be darn good at it this year because the team, Derek Carr, Devontae Adams, Hunter Renfro, you know, guys like that are depending on him to be good so those guys can make those kinds of plays. So I just feel like the confidence in Alex Leatherwood himself, we got to speak with um, Dylan Parham yesterday, the confidence that these young guys have um, with a pretty young group. You know, I think Colton Miller, right, is the leader on that that line now, and he's still pretty fresh, and he's got, you know, a couple years under him too, but the, the general age is young, and I feel like these guys, they're coming together in a way that I think Raiders fans have been hoping this old line could, and we're seeing that already early on in camp. Yeah, Cassie, speaking of that offensive line, Brandon Parker, when he spoke to the media, he mentioned about hearing the criticism, you know, not, yeah. not letting it get to him, but, you know, these players, they obviously hear it. Do you think for this offensive line, do you, or do you fall into that narrative as well as they are the make-or-break link for this for this offense this season? I mean, I, I think they have to be, right? Like, they're yeah. only going to go as far as the offensive line will let them go. If, if as soon as the ball is snapped, if Derek Carr's on his back, that's, that does nothing for anybody. It doesn't matter what kind of toe tap catches Devontae Adams can make. It's not going to matter if the ball never gets to him. So, yeah, I think, you know, it's tough to read the comments, you know, and especially in any sort of profession. But, yeah, when you're such a public figure like that, for Brandon Parker to say, like, yeah, we were the butt of some jokes, they're fully aware of that. So I think that that, 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 that is motivation, right? The haters motivate kind of thing. Uh, you know, they're going to want to be able to bounce back and prove people wrong. There's, there's really like no better feeling than being able to prove people wrong, and I feel like that entire offensive line has has that mentality. And going over, speaking on that offense, still staying with it, the receivers have been getting a lot of traction in this training camp. I know it's only been going on for a week. You've got T. Billy, you got Mac Hollins, but who has stood out to you when it comes to the receiving core? I think it's Mac Hollins. There's something about that guy. So when I, you know, I'm looking for number 17, right? Like that's just. That, that just makes for good video. But every time I've shot video and I've looked at Matt Collins, he's right there with him. Like, you can tell that this guy is ready to get some burn this season. And he's got this different energy. I don't know if, it, if the uh, viewers have seen the other players talking about this Matt Collins mile where <laughs> he kind of makes everybody run around camp after workouts and whatnot. Um, he's got a great personality when he's ta- uh, spoken to us the media. And I feel like... This is a guy who wants to get the job done. You see him running 100% during practice, but then I caught the very end of him doing backflips after a drill. Uh, maybe on Wednesday, I believe it was. I, I just missed it. I wanted to get that video. But he's doing backflips, and he's encouraging players. And I feel like that guy brings a type of veteran leadership to that receiver's room that, along with Devontae Adams, um, that will really help him this season. 
There you go. There you go. That's Cassie Soto for the Las Vegas Review Journal. You can find her on Twitter at underscore Cassie Soto. That's right, right? I always get your yeah. I always get your yeah. Twitter handle wrong, yeah. man. Underscore Cassie Soto. Yeah, that's the one. There you go. I man, I even wrote it down on our run sheet wrong today. I put it, at it Cassie. Might be, it might be deactivated after a <laughs> right. one. I'm I'm leaving one message and I'm out. That's the that, hope. I heard that. Well, one one note before you go. One note before you go from the mailman raider. We were asking what the what the lottery winnings would be if we uh, had after taxes and divided by fifteen. He wrote eight hundred and thirty million dollars after taxes divided by fifteen. You each get fifty five million dollars. A quick fifty five million. Yeah, maybe I'll send out two tweets. <laughs> Peace and deuces and middle Peace. fingers to everybody. I'm gone. Peace, and then from which island I'm sitting on next. There you go. I'm not mad at that. Well, Cassie, enjoy your vacation. Thanks for giving us some time, and I uh, hope those winning uh, those lottery tickets that you have in your pocket are winning tickets because we all could use a little bit of that $55 million. Yeah, check your phone in about 10 minutes. I'm about to run into this next Chevron real quick and get the, get the last bunch. Boom. There, there it is. Well, go <laughs> get it. Make it happen. Appreciate you, Cassie. Thanks, guys. All right, there she goes, Cassie Soto right there from the RJ. She's got tickets. We've got tickets. The wife uh, sent, the, sent the daughter some money in Texas and told her to go pick up some tickets. So we got tickets everywhere. Look, I got tickets here. I'm like, Oprah, you get some tickets. You get some tickets. You get some tickets. And you know what's going to happen? I ain't going to win a damn thing and be angry in the mug, right? <laughs> I'm going to be so upset. Be like, man, you know how many margaritas I could have bought with that money? <laughs> but oh, well, it happens. Hey, we get we get fired up, and we 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 want the opportunity to try to try to get that quick buck. But we'll see. It's up point one point something billion dollars, which is ridiculous. Such a stupid amount of money. But hey, if we if we strike it rich, like I said, the game is going to change quick, fast, and hurry. Much thanks to Cassie Soto. We appreciate her. Four twenty is the time. Come back. Hit the text line six nine one eight seven keyword R and R. Get some of your t- calls in as well. This is Radio Nation Radio nine twenty. It's unnecessary roughness. The judge, Lester Hayes, joining us now. That's why Q, of course, our team kept winning. Kept winning, Q, because of our training. You got to put in the work and the time and the perseverance and the patience to train your body and train your brain. Welcome back to Unnecessary Roughness. Unnecessary Roughness. Here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Here's your boy Q. 425 is the time. Coming up in a matter of minutes, you'll hear part two of my conversation with Jason Horowitz, the new play-by-play voice of the Silver and Black. We've been taking your calls and texts at 702-365-9200 and also the Salmon Ash text line at 69187, keyword R&R. I'm going to get to Big Dub Raiders text in a minute but before i do that let's go out to the phone lines talk to our guy gangster raider welcome to the show what's on your mind my man what's happening let's see if you remember this q we wear the silver we wear the black don't get in our way we wear the silver we wear the black better listen to what we say you remember that video the raiders did that was so, like 83 yeah with marcus allen and every right yeah and he was talking yeah, about yeah even Tom Flores got a um, flow, a little bit of flow in there. That's you know funny. Yes, I saw that uh, video of Marcus it, not too long ago. <laughs> yeah, Raider, Raider sixty six brought it up today on um, on the morning tailgate. Okay, and I've been watching it. On, I've been watching it on YouTube all day. I, I used to know it um, word for word by heart. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But I just wanted to see if you remember that. But anyway, I want to ask Demond, who you think gonna win out of Nunez and Pena tomorrow in UFC two sixty seven? And I got Nate Diaz. 
And um, before you answer, I want to say what I think about the line because I've been watching the last five games of the season last year, and the line played a lot better. That's why Josh Jacobs was able to get going because the offensive line played stellar. Matter of fact, if we if the offensive line, I think they're the reason we won the Indianapolis game because you remember Carr threw two interceptions in that game. The offensive line and the defense stepped up in the Indianapolis game. You know what I'm saying? And I think the um, line going to be all right because remember um, the dude that was hired, I forget his name, I think it was um, – but he didn't play last year, if I'm not if I'm not mistaken, right? Yeah, or Denzel Good? Nah, nah, nah no, yeah, yeah, Denzel Good. He didn't play at all last no. year. Neither one of them, incognito nor good, the two retired. So neither one of them played last year. So we got to the playoffs without him. So I think the line gonna be just fine. I'm more concerned about the depth of the linebacker core and the depth of the secondary. You know what I'm saying? Because I think the um the defensive line is gonna be the strength. So as long as we get the off, uh, linebacker depth, because to me the linebackers are the running backs of the defense. That we get that secondary depth together. I think we got good secondaries, but I think we thin. If we can get like at least one more capable, you know, stand up dude, you know, even even I mean, even if Calvin Trayvon Mullis come back, even if it's him, I be I feel a little bit better. But I just think we need more depth at the linebacker and um, secondary core. You know what I'm saying? But I'm feeling good about this season. I'm pumped up. You know what I'm saying? And, and where you stay when you stayed at last year when you went to the Hall of Fame? Was it in Akron? Um, I believe so. I believe so. I think that's where uh, I'm staying. I'm trying to remember. It, it, believe me, it was. You're not gonna stay where I stayed. That was a dump that I stayed in. You ain't gonna be staying there. Yeah, I'm trying to me. make sure. I'm trying to make yeah. sure because you know you said <laughs> they fooled you on the website. So I'm like, I know it's in Akron. I got to, I'm trying to get this spot that's in Akron. So let me check with you. Before I go there, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Before I book it or whatever. No, I hear you. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, but who you, who you think go win, DeMond? Because I got Pena. Yeah, I'm going. I got Pena and Diaz. Yeah, for Diaz, you know, I think that uh, he's going up against a buzzsaw and him and F. That's a setup. They're really setting him up. It's like, hey, man, you want to leave? We're going to make. We gonna give you the fightest heart, <laughs> the hardest fight possible. But then with Nunez, she beat the GOAT once, Pena did, but she's still the GOAT. So you got to do it twice to prove to me she still got it. You know, because I'm not saying it was a fluke victory, but, you know, you still got to beat the champ, you know. So that's all I got to say. So that way I'm going to go with Nunez in this rematch, and she's going to avenge that loss. All right. What you say, Q? Uh, I'm not too sure. Uh, the fight game is DeMond's thing. I- I'm going to go with uh, – I like Nate Diaz just because he's from Stockton, so I'm going to roll with him no matter what he does, uh, you know, because no, he's I just, just want to see what edge. y'all are thinking because I'm thinking about betting it. So I wanted uh-huh. to see which, what y'all both was thinking because I'm thinking about betting it. You know what I'm saying? So Yeah, if you bet it, go with what DeMond to... says. <laughs> go with DeMond. If you're yeah. betting, if you're going to spend your money, go with what he says because I, I couldn't tell you who I think is going to win. I, I'll be lucky if I even get a chance to watch it. And side note, um, Hawthorne Suites by Wyndham is where I'm staying this time, So and that's in Akron, so that's a good spot. All right, good looking. Yep, gotcha. There you go. So uh, that's Gangster Raider right there. Definitely appreciate that. Got a text from Rob in Oakland we'll get to. Vegas Pete got a text from you and – Big Dub Raider. We'll get to that after we get to part two of my conversation I had last night with Jason Horowitz, the new play-by-play guy for the Silver and Black. He's teaming up with Lincoln Kennedy, and we start off part two of this conversation talking about the great Brent Musburger. You know, when Brent Musburger, the great Brent Musburger, took over, uh, we all knew that it was, you know, a a temporary thing and there was going to be a new chapter. You're that new chapter. You're going to be the first one to call touchdown, you know, from Derek Carr to, to Devontae Adams with this new, you know, this new team. I mean, how, how exciting is that to know that there's so much new in front of you? Uh, it's amazing. I, <laughs> there is so much going on with this team that, that it's, you know, you could not come into a moment uh, where, look, Q, you've been a lifelong fan of the Raiders. Yep. 
So, you know, you, you grew up in the Bay Area. You followed them when you were in Texas. You're, you're working for Raider Nation Radio and, and, and all of the things that you do following this team. And this is, this is your team. But tell me a moment in the last 20 years where there's been this much legitimate, realistic excitement and hope about what this team can do. Right. And, and the playoffs last year and, and all of that stuff and the week, the week 18 Sunday night game right. against the Chargers to get into the play. I mean, that's incredible. And driving the length of the field against the Bengals in the playoffs, like all of that there. But you go in and you trade for what I mean, statistically right now over the last years is the best receiver in football. Yep. Uh, and oh, by the way, the college teammate of his quarterback and how much they talk and how much they enjoy each other. Um, you've got. Darren Waller doing what he's been doing for the last three years and, and, and Hunter Renfro coming off a hundred catch season. Josh Jacobs has a lot to prove with a running back group that, you know, it's got a lot of guys and, 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 and you draft Samir White and hopefully he gets healthy soon. I know he hasn't practiced the last six or seven days. Mm-hmm. Um, there's, there's a lot there. Kenyon Drake coming off the ankle injury with a lot to prove. So there's that. And then you go to the defensive side of the ball and Max Crosby has burst on the scene the last four years, but you add the guy who's got the most sacks in the NFL since 2012. I mean, that's awesome. Right. It's awesome. And the stadium, right, and how great that is. And and the view. By the way, I've been told. I, I have been in Allegiant Stadium. I have not been in the radio booth yet. Yeah. And I can't wait to do that for the Vikings preseason opener, uh, the home opener. Um, I have been told it is, like, the best in the NFL. So that's that I can't wait for either. I'll, I'll tell you, I've done a couple radio shows from that booth just to say I did, and it was a couple uh, high school games for the state championship here in Las Vegas, and uh, it is a fantastic view. Uh, you're going you're gonna to love it. Uh, obviously, like you said, you've who been won? in the stadium. It's awesome. So you, you'll definitely enjoy that. <laughs> who, who won? I feel like that's something I need to know. Uh, well, I mean, there was multiple, you know, there's obviously multiple, uh, divisions and everything, but, but Bishop Gorman is always a good bet. And so they won, they, they won, uh, you know, for some of the games that I was watching, but there's a lot of good competitive high school football here in Las Vegas. And like I said, I I was in Texas. I was there for 10 to 12 years, uh, Texas high school football, second to none, but what they're doing here in Las Vegas, and there's even a wall dedicated inside Allegiant Stadium that is just dedicated to all the football helmets of all the teams in the state of Nevada, yeah. not just Las Vegas. So they're very dedicated to high school football in the state, and that's something that I think that you'll you'll be able to appreciate once you get here. Yeah, I, I you know what I was just I, I think that's cool anywhere. Right. Um, I don't know if you've ever been to the College Football Hall of Fame. Yes, got Atlanta. The wall of helmets. That thing is awesome. Yep. Um, I just we were just in Indianapolis, uh, actually, when the announcement was made this week at Big Ten Media Day, and uh, the Colts also have all of the high school helmets nice. for the entire state of Indiana. It's just, you know, like every high school, middle school, even more so, but every every high school kid dreams about playing in college, playing in the NFL, and and if the, if the if the state championships, which they are, you know, are right there in that stadium, then it's such a cool thing to just showcase that because every, every fan who walks into that, to that, uh, to, to Allegiant stadium, who sees that particularly fans who live in Nevada, 
they're going to think that's awesome. Right. So that's such a cool thing to do. It really is. And the community is what it's all about. And the Raiders have done a really good job of, of embracing the community ever since, actually before they even got to, to Las Vegas. But since they've been here, they are really, really focused on making sure the community is, you know, very important to them. And you can see it, you'll hear it, you'll feel it, you'll be a part of it. And it, it is really special. And I, I've, even the time I've been here, it's been special for me to be a part of the community as well. So, Jason, wanted to ask you, what – who are some of the voices that you grew up listening to that made you say, you know what, this is this is what I want to do? Well, uh, well, Brent was one of them. Yeah, had to be. Um, I mean, <laughs> yeah, I mean, he, you know, I and I and I and obviously Brent in his career spans not just uh, and it was NFL before, and then obviously uh, as I was a kid and 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 you know into my formative years more, and he was more in the college realm of things. Um, but but Brent. Keith Jackson, you know, in, in that regard, um, in terms, we all grew up playing, and this is not a play-by-play guy, but we all grew up playing Madden. Right. I mean, there, yeah. there's not anyone probably in our realm influential to bringing the game to everybody more so than, than the late John Madden. Um, and, and so certainly there's that. It Locally, growing up in Michigan, um, Ernie Harwell. A quick story about Ernie Harwell. I so my after my freshman year of college, I went back home. It was the only summer in college I ever went back home. Uh, and I was living in my, my parents' house between my freshman and sophomore year. And I was interning at Fox Sports Detroit. And one of my main roles was to do a lot of logging and, and highlights and things like that of Tigers games because Fox Sports Detroit, now Bally's, had, had, the, had the Tigers rights. And, and, and one of the days I was lucky enough to be in the press box and, and, I, and, and, and I was sitting there and Ernie Harwell came over to sit down next to me. I am 19 years old at the time. This guy's been doing Tigers games for probably at that moment, 30 or 35 years. And we talked for a few minutes. I was back at Comerica Park three weeks later, just running a shot sheet out to the guy who was um, uh, doing the pregame show for the Tigers. Ernie Harwell was walking on the third baseline and he called my name. Hey, Jason, what's up? We, we met for a total of five minutes beforehand <laughs> and it was three weeks earlier. And he was probably 80, 85 years old at that time. I mean, it's just right. like those memories that like that stuck with me forever. I, you know, so Ernie Harwell um, was was the guy I wanted to be growing up because he just had this enthusiasm that you could feel like and he had calls like all the calls that you think about uh, that people have like the signature call. He had that. Right. He absolutely did. But, but it was more about the energy. It was more about his delivery. It was more about how you felt like you could sit down and he was your buddy. And the rea- the best part about it was, Q, like, as I learned, <laughs> he actually was. It wasn't just, it wasn't just the, the thing he was doing on the air. And, and so that's kind of how I've tried to be uh, as a professional for the last 17 years. I love it. I really do. Again, we're talking with Jason Horowitz right now. He's the the new voice of the Raiders. Uh, very excited to hear him, Lincoln, and him himself get uh, get into action. And and Jason, you brought up the signature calls. Does that does that touchdown call? Does that happen organically? Is that something that you think about? How does that come about? Um. Well, I, <laughs> I I'm I'm well aware of the ones that the Raiders have. Raiders fans are accustomed to, right? I'm well aware of Holy Toledo. Right. <laughs> I'm well aware of Touchdown Raiders. Right. And I'm well aware of Jackpot Baby. Um, and, and, you know, there might be a nod here or there somewhere along the lines to those great ones. But let's be honest, if I tried to do any of those, the immediate response would be, that's not the same. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> that wasn't as good. Yep. Um, so, you know, I, I'm not the 
something that's forced. It's definitely not something you want to have forced. And 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 I've certainly given it some thought, but but I don't I don't know what it's going to be. And and maybe there won't be one. I don't know. Right. No, and that's that's a good thing. Again, I, I tell people all the time when things happen organically, they're always best, right? So uh, I think that that's what's going to happen, and, and something will develop, and it'll come around, and, and everyone will embrace it and love it. And, you know, I mean, that's just that's just what it is. Or they won't, but whatever. I mean, it's it's just, you know, like organically is the <laughs> way to go. They're going to hate you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, like, hey, there's there's things I do all the time that people hate, but it's like, hey, you know, this, that's my thing, and I'm just going to do it, and, and I, I don't even think about it, and that's that's the best I way to t- do it. You know what I can tell you? I can tell you that, you know, Raiders fans can get ready for this. This is something, and, and, and this is going to be different for them, but they, so um, there is something that I have been known for for a long time, you know, from the first show I ever did to every show since, um, whether it's a radio show or the start of a game when we come on camera or the start of a game when we're doing it on the radio, or for that matter, the NCAA tournament one. I always broadcast after the run and the broom. Um, and it's going to be a lot more energetic than this, but it's, hey, folks, how are you? And, and that wasn't something I was planning either. It's just in, in week one, two, my first ever, uh, my first ever broadcast on a professional level, it was a highlight show with CBSSports.com with a guy named Pat Kerwin who works on Sirius XM NFL Radio. Yeah. But he was the former director of player personnel for the Jets, and he's the head of research at that time for CBS Sports. And we were doing a highlight show uh, way before anybody was ready to watch highlights on the internet, by the way. <laughs> and I was so nervous, it just came out. Right. And like they're like, three, two, one, go. Hey, folks, how are you? And it just came out. <laughs> and I, I got a call later that night from probably the only person who was watching. It was my mom. Uh, and, and she's no longer alive. She passed away six years ago. But um, she's like, I knew you were talking to me when you said that. That's like, awesome. I'm like, all right. <laughs> so, that, so, so obviously it's taken on a little bit more meaning since you passed uh, yeah. in 2016. But um but yeah, that that's something that I was always stuck. So I can promise you that that will be something Raiders fans get used to. Uh, but touchdown calls, I don't know. Maybe right. it'll be a touchdown, hey folks. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> no, I love it. I love it. And, and great. What a. I mean, that's a great tribute to your mom too, man. So that's that's uh, you know that's again that's personal. It's organic. It's it just it's what makes it that much more like I said relatable to people that are going to be listening so I'm all aboard man I love it I, I, I'm excited about like I said I've said it a thousand times but I'm excited about this new direction and this new chapter I'm excited about you and Lincoln what you guys can do together and and I'll tell you this I would be cheating myself if I didn't go ahead and throw my services out there I'm just gonna say it uh, if you if you guys are looking for a sideline guy I'll be in Canton Ohio I'm just saying I'll be there Here, you so. know you know I have zero pull right like oh, I, I know got hired two days ago right jason jason i've asked the janitor i've asked the president i I mean it doesn't matter if you're anywhere near the building in the building associated with the team hell wearing a black jersey i will say that to you because i always say that you're guaranteed to miss a shot you don't take so i'm gonna go ahead and take the shot all the time (laughs) well i'll tell you what i'll tell you what if and when that conversation ever comes up or or if i get to a point hopefully 
uh, where where I where I'm like, you know, we really need a sideline report. Have you heard Q's reports are amazing? I will pass that along. <laughs> hey, and that's all we can ever ask, right? That's all we can have. But no, I I do. I, I throw it out there all the time. I say it on the radio all the time. I uh, especially when the job came open and people would call in. It was like, Q, is that something you'd want to do? And I was like, no. But if they need a sideline guy, I know a guy. So I I mean, I'm Wesley gone. They're probably happy that they don't have to hear me say that anymore because people aren't calling in asking who the guy is. Now they know who the guy is. But I must have said that. Well, for- remember. <laughs> <laughs> Re- remember their last sideline reporter uh was lincoln right oh so, uh, and i again you and i haven't met in person but i have seen your picture on twitter i don't think you're lincoln size no 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 i'm not but i did say it to him just the other day too i told him hey if you and jason he 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 knows i've said it to him a thousand times so he said i'll keep that in mind q and i'm like that's all that matters all right, well tonight but now you got two people who's got that in mind for you. Exactly, exactly. Well, that's fantastic. Hey, man, great stuff. I know, uh, you know, you gave me so much of your time this evening. If there's one message you'd like to send to Raider Nation, what would it be? That I'm just excited, as excited about this season and, and the Raiders moving forward as you are. Um, you know, that that's, that's the one thing is that I am thrilled uh, to have this opportunity uh, to be the voice of – of your team. I mean, this is your team. This is, this is Raider Nation's team. Uh, and the excitement that you feel, I have it. You know, I know I've had the job for three days uh, <laughs> and I haven't even called the game yet, but, uh, but I'm ready and, and, and you'll feel it. I promise. That's awesome. That's great stuff. He's Jason Horowitz, the new voice of the Silver and Black. You can find him on Twitter at Horowitz Jason and uh, here with us on the podcast, on the radio station, everywhere you can find us, we're going to be here. So, uh, Jason, thank you so much for your time this evening, my man. I definitely appreciate you, and uh, we'll we'll have to catch up soon and, and, and do this in person. You got it, Q. Looking forward to it. There he goes, Jason Horowitz last night. uh, Had a conversation with him, very lengthy conversation. Threw it up on the podcast today. And, of course, wanted to share it with you on the radio station as well. Just wanted to take a deep dive into who the new play-by-play guy is. And uh, as you could tell, man, he's a guy that likes to have a lot of fun. Uh, He's a very energetic guy. I'm excited about what to... What's gonna what the future holds as far as the play by play calling goes, and obviously we'll get things started on Thursday when you hear uh, you hear Jason and Lincoln tag teaming on the Hall of Fame game and getting things started. So they're gonna work on their uh, chemistry together. They have four preseason games to do it, and uh, I think it's gonna be some good stuff. So uh, there was that conversation. Four forty four is the time. We'll take a quick break. Got a bunch of calls in, or a bunch of texts that I want to get to to close out the show, including one from Big Dub Raider. Me and Big Dub Raider, I got love for him, but we got beef. We've got beef, brother. We'll talk about it as we close out the show. It's Raider Nation Radio 920. Welcome back to Unnecessary Roughness. Unnecessary Roughness. Here on Raider Nation Radio 920. I'm going to have to kick you, you know what, today. Here's your boys, Q. Hey, at that Nipsey. R.I.P. Nipsey Hustle. That was my combo last night. I got Beyonce and Nipsey Hustle at the same damn time. I don't know how that combination came to get be, but I made that happen. 4.49 is the time. We've got a few minutes left in today's show. got a few minutes left in the week. Of course, we'll be back out at the Intermountain Healthcare Performance Center. Raiders HQ tomorrow morning, bright and early. Sunday morning, bright and early. Monday morning, bright and early. And then, boom, off to Canton, Ohio. Hall of Fame game on Thursday. So uh, lots to get to still uh, coming up before they everyone heads out to the Hall of Fame. But uh, it's, it's been a fun week so far of Raiders training camp. And, uh, yeah, it's just going to keep on rolling, keep on rolling. The guys are going to keep competing 
for jobs. Got a few text messages I want to get to before we close out today. I want to make sure I get to every everyone's. And thank you so much for all the feedback on the Sam and Ash text line at 69187, keyword R&R. Rob in Oakland always sends us some good stuff. He said, a few scattered thoughts. Thanks for asking Jason all the questions I wanted to ask. I depended on the radio during blackouts and when the team was in L.A. I used to rotate a 13-inch TV and its old-school antennas just for snowy black-and-white images from a Sacramento station. Uh, and I agree 100%, man. Those, those blackouts, they, they were the worst, man. That was awful. Uh, having to use the old rabbit ears on the old-school TVs and the 13-inch TV and get a snowy picture. And that's really how I fell in love with football on the radio and it's just because I could picture everything that was going on and that's how you know that that's a great play-by-play guy that's calling the game is when you can see it not just hear it but you can see it you know when they say okay they're at the 50 and the team is lined up like this that and the other you can see it there's some dirt on the on the running back's leg I mean you could everything you could just picture it perfectly uh that's when you know that the play-by-play guy is really good his second point, going back to Robin Oakland's text, Jacoby Ford was the last returner to get me excited. With the new rules, someone is going to have to figure out a new technique to spring a returner for big gains. That's a good point. And that's funny when, when we started talking about the return game for the Raiders and the kick returners and, and, and the field position, how it's been so long since the Raiders have had a dominant return guy. It really has, going back to Jacoby Ford. I mean, Cordell Patterson was a guy that I got excited about, but he wasn't around for a very long he was he was with the team for a cup of coffee and that was it uh and then his third point is i'm not getting too pumped about this season because i've been let down in the past i want to see that how the physicality looks in the game first i will say that i like the quiet confidence the coaches and players are putting out so that's rob in oakland with three great points on the salmon ash text line thank you so much for that vegas pete said can q or demand tell me what this message means lotus lv alerts you are now, now opted out and will receive no further messages. Yeah, Vegas Pete, that means that you opted out. When you, when you sent a text message to us, you should have got a response that said something up to the extent of thanks for texting Raider Nation Radio 920 or whatever the response is. I don't know exactly what it is. I guess I'd have to text myself to figure it out. But you probably said something like opt out so you won't receive any return messages. That's, that's what that means. Um, and then the most important text message that we got that I have to address me and Big Dub Raider, we got beef. Demond, me and Big Dub Raider, we got beef. I got nothing but love for Big Dub Raider. I got nothing but love for everyone who texts in, calls in, tweets in, just listens to the show. I got love for everybody. But me and Big Dub Raider, man, we're square squaring up in the middle of the street right now. We're tying our uh, shoelaces together, and the last man standing wins. <laughs> Straight up. <laughs> I had a boss in the meat department named Ron. He used to say that to me all the time. He used to, uh, he used to get mad at me for some, something I did or something I said. And he'd say, all right, dog. And he'd slam his knife down on the, uh, on the table. And he had a big old knife because he's I mean, it's in the meat department, so he was cutting meat. He'd slam his, uh, his knife down on the table and say, all right, dog, me and you, one-on-one in the cooler right now. We'll tie our shoelaces together. And the last man standing walks out alive. I want no parts of Ron. No, no, he was a big dude, man. <laughs> yeah. He was he was a big Italian dude. He was lifting weights. He might have been on steroids, but he was a big dude, right? I'm just saying. So I didn't want no part of it. That's when I knew that I had, I had blanked up, right? I had, You know, it's like you talk trash, you talk trash, you talk trash, and then you know where, okay, someone's had it. Like, okay, it's enough is enough. Yeah, whenever he slammed his knife on the table and said, all right, me and you in the cooler, that's when I knew, all right, let me go ahead and tone it on down a little bit. So, But he was a good dude. So there you go. But me and Big Dub Raider, that's what we're doing right now. We're, uh, we're, we're standing with our shoelaces tied together. I was talking about Beyonce and being part of the Hive now because I went and downloaded her latest project, and I was listening to it today, and I thought it was pretty good, actually. 
walking around the radio station talking about, you can't take my soul. You can't look. Mine's up there bobbing his head right now. He's got he's got it stuck in his head. You can't take my soul. Whatever. I, but I, don't I only need, know the Q version. I know. That's, that's the only version I know, too. <laughs> anyway, Big Dub Raider said on the Salmon Ass text line, nah, Q, say it ain't so. The Beehive are crazy fans. Hashtag Team Ashanti. Go Raiders. Now, Big Dub Raider, I don't disagree with you. The Beehive is definitely crazy fans. And I know that I'm not a crazy fan like that. Like I said, I don't even know how I ended up downloading B, uh, Beyonce's album because I'm not a Beyonce fan like that. I respect her work. I've never been one on the first day that it drops to go like, I'm going to go get this this album. I've never been that guy. I don't know, like I said before, if it's because Rihanna's having babies or taking care of babies or whatever the hell she's doing right now and Keisha Cole's ratchet and don't know what she's doing right now. I don't know because Keisha Cole's really my favorite, but – She's like out in left left field right now. I don't know what she's doing. Or maybe she's out in right field. She's like the baseball player that's not paying attention to the game and the ball comes her way and it goes right past her and she didn't realize it. That's what Keisha Cole's doing right now. She's like she's like looking for yesterday, tomorrow. So uh, I, I don't know. But that's that's what she's doing. Riri, she's just living her best life. I ain't mad at her. So I got to pick up with, with Beyonce. And that's okay. But Team Ashanti? What has Ashanti done? Ashanti hasn't done anything in years. Hasn't had a hit in years. She hasn't had a hit in years. I'm telling you, the last thing I knew about Ashanti, 50 Cent was still talking about her sideburns. Like, that's what I remember. Okay. No, serious. I remember when, when, when 50 Cent was getting into it with Ja Rule and he was like, your sidekick Ashanti's got sideburns. Like, he was dogging her sideburns. Wasn't she in some movie? Like, I don't remember what movie it was, but. It was some basketball movie. Anyway, she hasn't done squat. She's got sideburns. Or at least she had sideburns, according to 50 Cent. <laughs> you can't defend her with sideburns, Big Dub Raider. Yeah, we got to go. We got to go. Hey, we'll holler at Monday, man. This is Red Nation Radio 920. Have a great evening.